from Escape Student Loan Debt. It's the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast, a show for established professionals whose student loan payments or loan balances are impacting their marriage, their business, their credit, or their dream of achieving homeownership. Tax filings, family planning, insurance needs, purchasing your home, business funding, they're all impacted by your student loans. Learn from a best-in-class 14-year financial pro who has helped professionals get eight figures of student loan debt forgiven, reduced, reorganized, or expedited. I'm Brenton Harrison, and this is the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast. Hello, this is Brenton Harrison, founder of Escape Student Loan Debt and your host for the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast. This week in student loan history took a huge turn as President Joe Biden announced sweeping loan forgiveness for certain eligible federal student loan borrowers, an extension of the payment freeze that has been going on since March of 2020, and the introduction of a new payment plan. So what we thought we would do is we would do a three-part series breaking down the changes, who it impacts, and what to expect from what comes next. Let's get started. You're listening to the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast. Subscribe now at escapestudentloandebt.com. Welcome back. All right, let's get into it. It is August 24th, 2022. And on today, President Biden announced that he would be forgiving up to $20,000 of federal student loans per eligible borrower if they meet certain circumstances. He also released an extension of the payment freeze and the potential for a new payment plan But in part one of this three-part series, we're just going to cover those who are eligible and those who are ineligible for the student loan forgiveness and how to go about applying to have this debt discharged. In the announcement, President Biden made a clear distinction between federal borrowers who have received a Pell Grant and those who have not received a Pell Grant. And as soon as he announced it, many people started to ask, well, what is a Pell Grant? Well, first of all, if you have to ask, that means that you didn't receive it. But essentially, a Pell Grant is a federal grant for those who have displayed extreme financial hardship and they're eligible to receive assistance and help fund some of those post-secondary school costs as they matriculate. And it's a pretty black and white thing. If you did take out a Pell Grant when you were an undergrad, then you can have up to $20,000 of your federal student loans forgiven, federal student loans only. And if you did not take out a Pell Grant, you're eligible to have up to $10,000 of your federal student loans forgiven as well. Smaller amount, but just because you didn't take out a Pell Grant doesn't mean you can't get forgiveness at all. And I emphasized the up to part because they're not going to go above and beyond your actual student loan balance. Let's say that you took out a Pell Grant and you only have $15,000 remaining on your student loans, even though you're eligible for 20. They're not going to pay off your student loans and then give you a check for that extra $5,000. they are going to stop with the amount that you owe. But if you owed $50,000 and you did take out a Pell Grant, then you would be eligible to have the full $20,000 offer discharged from your current loan balance. For those who didn't take out a Pell Grant and are eligible for up to $10,000, the same rule applies. If you're eligible for up to $10,000 and you only owe $7,000, they will stop at the $7,000. And if you owe more than the 10000 then you would be in a position where the full offer would be discharged from your student loan balance. But Pell Grant versus no Pell Grant is not the only determining factor that decides whether or not you're eligible. There is also an income requirement. They stated in today's announcement that you are only eligible if you, as a single person, 
have income that is $125,000 or below. And if you're a married person, that income for your household has to be under $250,000. There's an important distinction that we have to discuss as it pertains to this income because you might be a single person and saying, hey, I earned $130,000 last year, so I'm not eligible because I'm above that $125,000 cap. You could be a married couple who, as a household, earns more than $250,000, and you would think that you may not be eligible to have your loans forgiven as well. That is not necessarily the case. If I am a betting man, and there are more details that are going to come out in the following days about this program, I'm going to assume that it's not your actual income they're using to decide whether you're within these thresholds. Instead, it's going to be a number called your adjusted gross income. And that is often lower than your total income that you actually received. Adjusted gross income is a tax term and you can find it right on the 1040, the first page of your full tax return. And you take your total income and to find your adjusted gross income, there are a number of things that you can use to reduce the amount on which you pay taxes. Some of these things are called above-the-line tax deductions. And these above-the-line tax deductions are elements and financial activities that help reduce your total income down to your adjusted gross income. Some examples of above-the-line deductions could be contributions to a pre-tax retirement account. It could be contributions to a health savings account, a flex spending account, or a dependent care flex spending account. A number of these items, regardless of how you file your taxes, can be used to reduce your total income down to your adjusted gross income. And in the majority of instances, when the Department of Education and the federal government is discussing income thresholds as it pertains to student loans, they're talking about the adjusted gross income, not your total income. And if you are one of those people who looks at your yearly pay or your salary, and that salary comes above that income range, It does not necessarily mean that after we take away some of those above-the-line deductions that your adjusted gross income wouldn't fall within the allowable range. So I would encourage you to look at your most recently filed tax return, and you should see very quickly the category on your 1040 that says adjusted gross income. And if you are the Department of Education and you have a loan borrower who was already signed up for a plan that required them to submit their tax returns on a yearly basis, They're going to use the income from that most recently submitted tax return to see whether or not that person or that family qualifies for forgiveness. And as we talk about how the Department of Education looks at your tax return to figure out whether or not you're eligible, they have not given these guidelines yet. We will have to see. But again, historically, when it comes to student loan changes and how they view income, there are married couples out there who file their taxes married filing separately. And in some instances, when it comes to student loans, doing so will allow you to have your spouse's income excluded from things like payment calculations for income-driven payment plans or even just what they're using as your household income. If I earn $100,000 and my wife earns $100,000, we might file our taxes married filing jointly and we would have a tax return that says $200,000. But if we file married filing separately, I would have my own return that says $100,000, and she would have her own return with $100,000, even though we technically as a household made $200,000. We do not yet know if they will allow married filing separately borrowers to say, hey, even if our household income together exceeded $250,000, 
if my individual income falls below 125 and I file separately from my spouse, will that allow me to have my student loans forgiven under the allowable income thresholds? We will likely hear more about this in the coming days, but that is a distinct possibility. And as soon as I know, I'll make sure that I let you know as well. So before the break, let's recap who is eligible as of today. We know that if you are a single filer and you took out a Pell Grant during your schooling years, if you fall within the income range, which is $125,000, you're eligible for up to $20,000 of Pell Grant forgiveness. If you are a married borrower and your household stays within $250,000 of income, then you also would be eligible for up to $20,000 of Pell Grant forgiveness per person in your household. If you and your spouse both have these loans, you are both eligible to have up to $20,000 forgiven. If you did not take out a Pell Grant in your schooling years, then you are eligible, if you're within these income limits, to have up to $10,000 of federal student loans forgiven. So those are the quick and broad highlights. And after the break, we'll tell you how, if you are eligible, you can go about starting the process of having this debt discharged. This is the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast. A show for established professionals whose student loan payments or loan balances are impacting their marriage, their business, their credit, or their dream of achieving home ownership. We'll be right back. Are you interested in learning the tools and techniques we use to get student loans forgiven, reduced, reorganized, or expedited? Well, great news. We're currently updating our flagship course, Escape Student Loan Debt, to reflect the current changes in the student loan landscape. To stay up to date on the launch of the course and opportunities to sit in on our live recording sessions, head to EscapeStudentLoanDebt.com and join our email list now. You're listening to the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast. Subscribe now at EscapeStudentLoanDebt.com. Welcome back. Just as I'm anticipating that in the coming weeks and months, we'll get far more details about who is and who isn't eligible for this discharge, I am expecting we'll also see more details about how to get this debt discharge in the first place. As of today, the Department of Education and President Biden have said that for any federal student loan borrower who has up-to-date information with the Department of Education, which in my mind means that that borrower has submitted current documentation of income, this debt should be discharged automatically. If I have given my loan servicer within the past couple of years a recent tax return or a pay stub or an offer letter that they can use to show my stated income and I fall within those income limits, they will automatically discharge my debt. Now, the government has said that they will automatically do a lot of things that doesn't necessarily happen when it comes down to the practice of the matter. But they've also said that before the end of the last payment freeze, which as of right now is December 31st of this year, they will release a formal application for those who are worried that their debt wouldn't be discharged automatically. They have not released that application as of yet, but I will make sure that the second it is released, we get it out to you for those who are worried that your debt won't be wiped away and you would have to formally apply. So that's pretty much it for this episode. I've been getting texts and calls and emails all day from people asking me how this is going to work, whether they should apply, if there's something that they need to do. And really, until that paper application is released or that digital application, there is not much you can do except wait for more information 
to be released, and I'm sure it will be in the coming days. Now, in terms of whether I think that this is helpful, yeah, it's helpful to the people that it's helpful to. may not be helpful to everybody. There's plenty of people who earn great money and are not going to meet these requirements because of the income range. There are others who owe so much in student loan debt that forgiving ten dollars or $20,000 doesn't mean much to them. But just because it doesn't mean much to them or potentially you doesn't mean that it's worthless for everybody. The department is estimating that there are up to 8 million people who will qualify for this debt discharge. So let's not have sour grapes. I promise you, if you're not getting your loans forgiven because of this announcement in part two of this three-part series on the Biden student loan forgiveness plan, we will give you more details on some things that could be immediately helpful for you regardless of your federal student loan balance. I'll see you then. From Escape Student Loan Debt, this was the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast, a show for established professionals whose student loan payments or loan balances are impacting their marriage, their business, their credit, or their dream of achieving homeownership.